We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. More resources available online at jennifer-jackson.org. This is Simply for Women. Well, I am very privileged to welcome Teresa Jensen here with us today. Thank you for joining the show. She is a writer, a speaker, a publisher, a podcaster, and in addition to all of that, she's a missionary to the South Sudan with Across Ministries. She has a podcast called The Radical Abundance Podcast and has recently written a book, The Radical Abundance. So that's a mouthful, but welcome to the show, Teresa. A lot of abundance. <laughs> Thank you. It's great to be here. It really is. Well, this is an honor. I want to start back at the beginning of your life, how you met the Lord, what he's done uh, to draw you close to him. Well, thank you for that. You know, it's been a journey, absolutely a journey. I was raised in the church pretty much, but not in the way that a a lot of people probably assume. My parents were divorced, which Mm. back in the day was not uh, so common and definitely not popular. And sometimes I think my mom took us to church just so she could get a break. Someone else was watching (laughs) us during Sunday school. (laughs) Actually, anytime the church doors were open, at least us kids we were pretty much there for Awana programs uh-huh. and and then through youth group, all of those things. And I remember even when I was little, I loved Jesus, mm. but I really loved Sunday school, memorizing the verses, Aww. getting the stars on the chart, all that stuff, mm-hmm. because I had a real need for people to approve of what I was doing and to affirm me. And that mm. was something that was really deep seated somewhere. I had mm. this need to to get that approval. Mm. When I was in third grade, I remember I was in an Awana program mm-hmm. and someone said, did you ask, have you asked Jesus into your heart? And I thought, oh my goodness, I love Jesus. And you mean he's not in my heart? No, I haven't asked him. So Aww. I had to remedy that right away. Cute. And I said that prayer, ask Jesus into my heart. And Aww. yet, when I look back over my life, and if someone were to say, when were you saved? Mm-hmm. It's not something I can really put my finger on. Yeah. Because I don't think it was in that third grade Awana program mm-hmm. when I prayed that prayer, because I don't think that that's really a magic solution. I love Jesus before then. But also that love was fueled by something that was Mm. a need within myself. Mm. And so over my life, I have found those times of failure, really, Mm. is where God has stepped in and and Mm. grown me. And I know as an adult who's gone through a lot of not great things, you know, I've, and especially a person working in ministry in the church, I've, I've been divorced Mm -hmm. and that is not a great thing, but it was part of the journey of God drawing me closer to my, to him. Mm -hmm. And it was in those moments where I felt like I had failed and I was Mm. destroyed and I didn't meet the approval of all those people. I so desperately wanted to meet the approval that I learned to turn to seek God's approval. 
Oh, that's good. Yeah. And so it's been a process throughout my life. Still is. And (laughs) work out your salvation with fear and trembling, right? Absolutely. And I love love that terminology work out Mm. because that's exactly what the faith journey is and what it's been in my life. No instant Mm -hmm. anything. (laughs) Right. No, there's not. You know, but when you look back, would you encourage the moms to still do the sticker charts, still take them to church? I think that's important, don't you? I do, because it's the foundation that I had to draw upon when I started understanding Mm -hmm. the love and the grace and the mercy of God. I had that fabulous foundation of memorized scripture to pull out. That's wonderful. That Awana is so... It is foundational, really. It is. Yeah. And if you don't have that foundation, you have to develop it at some point in time. Mm -hmm. So I'm very grateful that my mom took me every time the church doors were open. And it's not, (laughs) it wasn't easy for her either because she was, in some ways, she faced some judgment. Sure. And I'm grateful, though, that she did do it Mm -hmm. and gave me a good foundation so that when I was ready and as I've been ready at various points in my life, I had Mm -hmm. something to draw on. Mm, I love that. How old were you when your parents divorced? I was, I don't know, about three, two or Mm. three, pretty little. I have very few memories of my dad. And it's not that they were divorced and then Mm co-parenting or anything like that. No, they were divorced. And my dad Mm. was pretty absent. I saw him once when I was 13. Mm. And then uh, when I was Mm. 18, I went looking for him because I wanted to confront him for all the injustices of being raised in a home that was impoverished. I mean, we were poor, really poor. What did he say? Um, You know, I just found this sad, lonely old man who had not a whole lot to show for his life. And um, we began, though, building from that point because that anger that I had towards him God's grace, it just dissipated from that point when I saw he's also a broken person. Mm -hmm. And and that's really broken people hurt and break other people. Sure. And uh, then when you can learn to forgive and extend Mm -hmm. the same grace that Mm -hmm. we've received, it makes all the difference. Oh, that's such a beautiful story. I love that. God really worked that out and you 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 had a piece in it but i mean that's amazing that he did that for you that's cool it is a beautiful story but you know jennifer it's also a really messy story Mm -hmm. and those beautiful stories that end up beautiful in the midst of it all is really messy and it's really ugly Mm -hmm. actually Mm -hmm. but god can make really beautiful things come from all of that Mm -hmm. i love that Uh, what about a growing in the lord i mean Mm -hmm. did you i mean to get to that point you you must have been you, so you were 18. You must have been growing in the Lord. Mm-hmm. Were you, um, when, when were you called into missions? And how did you go from an 18 year old reconciling with my dad to, I mean, that's a lot to see at that age to see mm-hmm. that I see my dad for, you know, where he's at and yeah. forgive him. And yeah. Then, did you go from that to missions or was there space in between? It actually was kind of the other way around. Again, that foundation in the church every Mm -hmm. time the church doors were open also Mm -hmm. every summer summer camp youth camp and i I didn't know it at the time but there were were scholarships involved we didn't we were eating macaroni and cheese for dinner every night we did not have the money for church camp but there were people who gave above and beyond Mm. what they needed to to fund a scholarship program that i didn't even know was the reason that every year every year I went to church camp again. Maybe my mom needed a break. I don't know. Whatever it was, I'm grateful. (laughs) Mom was grateful for the break, too. (laughs) But I remember when I was 16 years old, they always had a missionary come in on Thursday night at church camp. 
And they had this missionary who came from Saudi Arabia to be a missionary in Dearborn, Michigan, to, because there's a large Arab population mm-hmm. there. And it's funny, a missionary from another country to the United States gave this talk, and at the end, a call for people to respond to God's call to be a missionary. And my heart was thudding out of my chest. There was no way I could stay in my seat. It was like this tunnel that led from that spot to that altar at the front. And I just, I I can still today see my feet walking down that aisle and saying, okay, Lord, I'm going to be a missionary. And I didn't know what that meant really. And so when I went back to my cabin that night, I actually Mm. cried Mm. because I thought, no one will ever marry me. (laughs) (laughs) What if I sign a missionary? (laughs) Yeah. So I had this huge feeling that I'm sacrificing everything for the Lord. You know, that's a great feeling to have, even when it's not reality, Mm -hmm. because God's reality, we don't know what that's going to be. But my feeling was I sacrificed my life the opportunity to be loved, the opportunity to be a, a mother, all those things mm. to serve the Lord and respond to that call to missions. That's where my brain was. Mm. So when my mom came to pick me up from camp, I told her, I'm going to be a missionary. By that time, I'm excited again. You know, I got yeah. over the crying <laughs> and I'm excited. I'm going to be a missionary. My mom didn't know what that meant either. And years later, mm. she told me all she could imagine is me being boiled in a pot somewhere in the jungle. <laughs> oh, that's great. So she also had this real feeling of sacrifice, sure. you know, but she didn't want to squelch that dream in me. And even today, my mom is my biggest cheerleader. I love and that. yeah, she's, she is great. And I, so I went to college mm-hmm. then after Uh, high school, I went to a Bible college and studied third world relief and developmental missions. I knew that I was headed to an urban or I mean, a rural type of setting, Mm -hmm. a developmental setting. And, uh, but my path still was not straight to the mission field, Mm -hmm. even at that time. Because while in college, again, you're not a mature person. But I had this real need to be needed, need Mm. to be loved. That childhood need didn't just go away. And I was supposed to go and serve a missionary family over a summer break. And that ended up not to be a possibility because of a war that broke out in uh, the place I was supposed Mm. to go to. Anyway, I met a man that summer that I did not go on a mission Mm. trip. And I ended up marrying that man. And it turned out to be a really difficult relationship and oh. an, an abusive relationship. And uh, so my path to the mission field took a huge Big detour, detour. Yeah. for a lot of years. Mm. And uh, yeah, so oh, what I, a know. Bummer. I, I know, but <sighs> also what an amazing, again, an ugly, messy, beautiful thing that God pulls together by the end of it. Because you look at where I am today the amazing man I'm married to today, mm. um, the ministry we have a privilege to be involved in today. And you don't even imagine the messiness that occurred before. In a lot of ways, I forget it. But then I do remember, and oftentimes in the Bible, it always directs us to remember where we came from, mm-hmm. because that's where we remember the grace that God has has towards us, not had, but has towards us. It's a continual walk of grace. And I 
need plenty of grace even yet today, for sure. <laughs> oh, so do I. You know how people always say, well, uh, you went through that so you can minister to others. Is that a catchphrase to you or in that messy detour did did you find some foundational things that have helped you to minister to others on the mission field we hope that today's show has been a blessing to you as you seek to simply live out your faith to hear today's show again or to share it with a friend search simply for women wherever you get your podcast or visit jennifer's website at jennifer-jackson.org that's jennifer-jackson.org Thanks for joining us on Simply for Women. Take time today to simply be, simply be with God.